I feel a little bit like uh, Billy when he got up here. I'm almost <laughs> a little hesitant to add too much to what was already said today. I do feel like I need to touch on some things, though. Um, and it's usually the things that <laughs> I do not like talking about. Um, this is, I believe, it has to do with belief. It has to do with hearing the voice of the Lord. And we've walked through um, teachings on the foundation, basic foundations and teachings of Christ founded on the rock. And us having to ask that question, when Jesus confronted Peter, he asked him, it's like, who do you say that I am? That's where the walk starts for us, or it stops and then we talked about the authority and the power of God's word. <clears throat> now this brother over here said, it's like, Jesus is the word of God. He is the word of God that dwells deeply and richly in each one of us who are believers. And we talked about repentance to faith. And us having to kind of get that idea of repentance of Maybe it will involve falling on the ground and weeping. But it is a change of mind as the Holy Spirit changes in our mind. And it's also a changing of direction as we turn away from our way and we turn back to the Father. That is repentance. And it happens throughout the, our entire life. It's a good thing. And we talked about faith and works. The difference between that what God is doing in our life compared to works, which is something that we have to do. We talked a little bit about the law. We touched on that. Again, there's nothing wrong with the law. The law is good and it's holy. And it's incredible. However, there's something wrong with us. And that was one of the big things with the law is to show that there was something deeply wrong with us. And it couldn't fix us. Only the physician could heal us and fix us. The law pointed towards Christ. And we spoke about the doctrine of baptisms. Again, John being that one, the greatest in the Old Testament, who pointed to Jesus saying, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And we talked about the immersion in the Holy Spirit. And how we need to continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We go from glory to glory. We don't just stay stagnant. We keep moving up higher and higher. And then the laying on of hands. And that is something that's wonderful. I also believe it's something for the church that as one generation passes on, they lay their hands and put it on the next generation they'll start. We saw that with Moses and with Joshua. And it's happening now, right now in our church as well. That we will continue on in the work that God has called us to do until he comes and brings us home. We talked about the resurrection of the body. And I don't know. And as far as the scriptures... Uh, they point to is like you cannot be a believer unless you believe in the resurrection. These physical bodies, unless the Lord comes back, we will die. 
unless he comes back. But these bodies will be resurrected. It's not as a ghost or as a spirit as some other uh, false churches teach. I don't believe in soul sleep. We go to home to be with the Lord. Our spirit does. But that's one of the final wonderful and incredible things that we get in our salvation is that we get our bodies back. Everything that had been taken from us because of the sin of Adam, we get it back. And then finally, the last part of our foundation series had to do with uh, eternal judgment. Kind of a scary thing to talk about. And we remember the Apostle John in Revelations when he saw Jesus. Eyes like flames. Hair white as snow. Feet that were like burnished bronze. This is John, okay, the one that laid his head on his chest. Closest one to him. He said, I fell at his feet as though dead. So we saw Jesus as judge. He is going to judge the living and the dead. And thank God for the believers, we have a different judgment. It's the Bema Seat of Christ. Where we receive rewards for those good deeds that we did for him while in the body, while on earth. We also, there's a, a warning there too. Don't build your life with wood, hay, and stubble and straw. Don't make it about you. Make it about Him. The gold, the silver, the precious stones, all speak of Him, all for His glory, not to make a name for yourself. So, in the past four weeks, we've been talking. Um, about hearing the voice of the Lord. We've had a lot of questions about that. How do you hear the Holy Spirit's voice? Jesus, when he said he left, is for your benefit that I leave. It is for your benefit. I'm going to send someone just like me to be with you. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. And so we've had this Holy Spirit, who is God, with us this entire time since Jesus physically... He didn't spiritually leave the earth. He physically left in a real body, in his resurrected body. It's important I keep emphasizing these things because there's some who don't hold fast to this doctrine anymore. They've rejected it. And in some ways, God's going to reject them for that. We don't mess with his word. We don't add to it. And we certainly do not take away from it. And as we get into his word, and we read it, we find out, like we spoke about last week, that he is the bread of life. It is bread. And that is one of the nicest and most wonderful smells in the world is homemade bread. And he, even in something like bread, has left a message for us. There is nothing like his presence. There is nothing like that at all. He is the bread of life. And so I want today, I'm not going to touch on it too much. Um, this is not so much of a teaching. Maybe more like a warning. We've been camping out for about four weeks now. 
uh, as John Gibson said, is we need to stay here for a while and teach on hearing the voice of the Lord. And I'll tell you what, um, you heard it today through the worship. You heard it through the taking of the body and the blood, through the hearing of the word, through many different people who came up here. And uh, I guarantee you their words are probably going to be better than mine. (laughs) Much more encouraging, I hope. So, I want to talk about some obstacles that, that there are to hearing the voice of the Lord. And the Lord brought to remembrance something that had happened yesterday as we were driving home um, back from Atlanta. We'd picked up a friend of ours, and there was a huge traffic jam on, on uh, 85. And, I mean, it was backed up for miles so we had to take all these different routes and, you know, listen to the GPS, tell us where to go and stuff. And we were just, we were just stuck there. And so finally I went and looked and found out what had happened. And I'm not going to go into the gory details, but it involved a motorcycle that was traveling very fast. And as it was traveling, it hit the back of an SUV and the motorcycle and the driver went over the, the median, and of course the poor guy was was gone. And I said, Lord, what what does this have to do with you know anything that I want to talk about? Because it seemed like it was completely off from what I wanted to talk about. But one of the things of hearing the voice of the Lord is it's just like you need to do what He's saying, and be able to kind of put aside the things that I've been studying for the week, and it's like, Lord, okay. And I just want to kind of give you guys a warning that it's not about motorcycles. It's like, I don't care if you drive one or not. Be careful. But that man that was driving that motorcycle um, was disobeying the laws, was going way too fast. And was probably having a good time, enjoying himself, but not really thinking about other people around him just kind of doing what they wanted to do until he met the SUV. And he was gone because he was careless. And in our own walk as Christians, as we walk with the Lord, we should be comfortable with him. We should be able, like Paul talked about in Hebrews, call him Abba, Father, Daddy. We should be that close and getting closer to him. It's by the blood of Jesus that we can enter boldly into the throne room. That's what it says there. But I must warn you guys too, not to be careless with your lives. Because they're not your lives, they're his. And you were bought with a price. Not to do as you please to do the Father's will. That is true food right there. And so, one of the things that I wanted to talk about too um, has to do with um, this weird incident that happened way in my past. And it has to do with other voices. And I used to work I'm not going to name the place. I was a, a teacher there, and then later um, a counselor. 
And one of the people that I worked with there um, was an excellent counselor. Um, she was just, seemed to have like a bead, if you guys know what I mean, just be able to kind of like look at someone and figure out what their problem was, what their issue was. Very talented. And kind of a, a mentor to me because she just kind of took me under her wing. She was an older woman and a nice lady. And then um, she started talking about how she goes out and kind of helps people. She goes out into the community. Some people have issues, mental issues, and she counsels them. And I remember talking to her because she had mentioned to me before that she was a believer. And she had mentioned she went to this person's house to go help them because they're having problems with evil spirits. I was like, okay. And then I received what you guys have probably heard before, a check in my spirit. It's like, it sounds right, but there's something there that just, mm, I don't know what it is. In cop world, we call it hinky. It's just something not right. So I asked her, I was like, so... Was your husband with you? He's like, no, of course not. Okay. I said, so the Lord told you to go do this. He's like, no, it's something I wanted to do. And I remember I I probably shouldn't have because I wasn't that bold back then. But then I just told her, I was like, you shouldn't have done that. And you know better than that. And she just kind of gave me this look. And I just kind of set it aside for a second, and she said to me, she's like, well, I started to pray, and I used the name of Jesus, and then I used the name of Buddha, and then Confucius. I was like, girl, you are Confucius right now. (laughs) She goes, I use whatever I need to get the job done. And right there, the Lord spoke to me, which... You can't use the Lord, but you can use evil spirits when, in fact, they're using you. And one of the things in the Old Testament where it warns, don't mix linen, certain types of linen, don't mix different type of seeds. It's not just for like, well, we don't want like corn and, you know, okra growing up together. But that mixture of something that's holy with something that's evil, doing what you want to do, that mixture of, yeah, on Sunday and Monday and then by Tuesday I'm kind of doing my own thing and then Wednesday I'm just kind of on my motorcycle just flying around doing what I want. That mixture of following the Lord and just kind of doing what you want, when you want. And that's where one of the things with the Holy Spirit comes in that he begins to discipline us. He's not just around us, he's inside of us. Challenging these beliefs, undoing the way that we thought we should be living our life as he begins to renew our mind, to think like the sun. So we continued on in this work relationship and it got much worse over time. Um, it was, uh, it, but it came to a head because 
Something inside of her knew that I had the Spirit of God in me, and something in her hated what I was and what I represented. And it was not fun, because I am a, believe it or not, kind of a people pleaser in some ways. I like people to like me. And this felt really bad. <laughs> I think the cop thing kind of ruined it. It's like, ah, whatever you like me, don't, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> but um, I had to confront that every single day, and it just got worse and worse. And eventually we had a, a big blowout. And nothing was ever really reconciled between the two of us. But... There are voices and there are spirits out there that are just, they are counterfeit to the Holy Spirit. And as it said in the Bible, it's like the Spirit, the Holy Spirit expressly says, in the last days. And he gives this huge list of all these evil things that are going on. And there are just some, so many warnings. Not too many months ago, we were part of a group called Master Builders. And one of the major churches in Virginia, and I'm glad that I forgot it, too many uh, concussions, I guess. Um, one of the major churches in one of the bigger cities in Virginia just recently came out and said, you know, that God is non-binary transgender. He's not our father. This is going on right now. There's another denomination Recently, within you know five or six years ago, where they're laying on the tombs of dead saints to soak up their anointing. I don't do this to I don't like the sensationalism of this kind of stuff, but it's there, and I would be a fool and a horrible pastor if I didn't warn you of these things. And I feel especially for our young people that. Don't dabble in these exciting, scary, dangerous things like that. They are real. The supernatural is real. So, one of the things definitely of uh, being an obstacle to you hearing the Lord is if you dabbled at one time in the occult, and, and I will give some definitions for that in a, in a second. I had a uh, kid when I was a school resource officer up in Highlands, and I would witness to him, and there would always get to a point where he seemed like he was just getting ready to receive or just getting ready to, to understand, and it just seemed like he just shut down, just something shut down in him. And so I felt from the Lord to say, ask him about his childhood. So I asked him, I was like, well, tell me about your childhood. And he says, well, when I was a really small baby, um, I got sick. I mean, like, deathly sick. And he lived here in the United States. Excuse me. And... Parents brought him to the doctor. The doctor couldn't do anything for him. So because they're from uh, another country, uh, I think it was in, I think it was Mexico, uh, they brought him to the shaman, the witch doctor. And this is two counties over. 
to bring healing to this child. And they sacrificed a chicken and sprinkled its blood on the boy, and he got better. And I said that, and the Holy Spirit said, that's the key right there. It needs to be broken because he can't receive it because he's being controlled by this other thing. And thank God, you know, he did turn his life over to the Lord. But it was a struggle. And without the Holy Spirit, there's no way I would ever have figured that out. Never. There's no way. There's no way some of you who've raised kids and grandkids would ever know some of the things that your kids are up to. And that was one of the things that with my mom and dad is it's like we could never I could never get away with anything with them. It's like well, it's like gosh, I can't even lie good to you guys. And I said, Well, what is it? And it's like we are always on our knees. So Let's go turn to First Thessalonians 2. Like I said, this is not going to be too long. <clears throat> and I'm not yelling at you guys. I'm just, just warning because it's, it's prevalent. First Thessalonians chapter 2. the wrong one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, second chapter second Thessalonians chapter two. Verse seven. Thank you, Lord. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is in according with the, work, the workings of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, and that all might be condemned who do not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So, again we see right here, there are some powerful warnings right here. And one of the things that really jumped off of me is that verse 12, and they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth or love the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Don't mix the two. But going back to some of the things that are in the occult, a lot of this is in the Old Testament. Wizards, witches, mediums, getting your palms red, playing with a Ouija board. 
I bet a lot of you guys did that. Hopefully you renounced it. Got another heartbreaking story of a friend of mine from childhood. And born-again believer. Seemed like she was doing really well. And now she's reading people's fortunes. But still claiming to know God. So don't tell me it doesn't happen. It does. There is a seduction to this. There is. But the wonderful thing about the Lord is like, you've got to love something more than that type of addiction. And you can love Him more than you love that seduction. Such a huge difference between lust and seduction and the real love that only comes from the Father. Because His is pure. It's undefiling. It builds you up. One last scripture from 1 Kings. First Kings three. This is talking about Solomon. First Kings three, verse three. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statues of his father David, <clears throat> except that he sacrificed and burned incense in the high places. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for there was a great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. So this was before the temple was built. And at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and by night, and God said to him, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, Because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, in uprightness of heart with you. And if you continue this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is to this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David. And I am a little child. I do not know how to go go out or to come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? And one of the uh, translations, instead of an understanding heart, is a hearing heart. And that is, and what we looked right after that, it says, it says, then the speech pleased the Lord, that Solomon had asked such a thing. And I don't like leaving on a bad note at all. I'm a pretty positive guy. And I just pray that you guys would have a renewed love for the truth. And truth, as we know, is a person. It's Jesus. That if you have kind of stumbled and bumbled your way and kind of done your thing and driven fast on your motorcycle 
Instead of being a little lamb, you've been a little billy goat out there kind of doing your thing. That you would come back. Make that course correction. It's okay. We all stumble in many ways. Every single one of us. And I also pray that you guys would have a hearing heart. That you want to hear what the Father has to say to you. No matter how uncomfortable that might be at times. He's not going to leave you as you are. He won't. He sent his son to change you. To be just like his son. And as Billy was saying over here, we are meant to go from glory to glory. With unveiled faces. It's supposed to be getting better for us. And in some ways, it's going to be getting harder. Because we're going to have to rely more and more on the Holy Spirit. What are you saying? And that makes a lot of us uncomfortable. That's okay. So, I'm just going to pray. I don't know if uh, maybe Patty or someone can come up and... Where are you, Patty? There you are. Maybe you can play a little bit on the piano? Okay. Lord, we just... uh, Father, we thank you for the living word that you sent through Jesus Christ. Lord, sometimes that word is so tender and so kind... And sometimes it is like fire that breaks stones. You are a consuming fire, oh God. But at the same hand, you are so kind. You are both kind and severe. And Lord, I just pray by your Holy Spirit that you would give these great people, Lord, of yours ears that want to hear hear your voice and obey we thank you that we have everything that we need for godliness in this present age we have it all but Lord if there's anything that's in the way any stumbling block anything that needs to be removed in the name of Jesus that you would break these things so we could hear clearly. Lord, that you would smash, Lord, the enemy under your feet. Lord, so we could hear and listen better. Lord, help us to see you, Lord. Help us, Lord, not to, to get so dialed in, Lord, to our issues and our problems. But God, like to the serpent was lifted up, Lord, by Moses. Lord, that we look to you, Jesus, high and lifted up. You have triumphed over all your enemies. And we thank you. Just as you are victorious, you have called us to win and to be victorious as well. Bless these people, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen.